I look at life like a marathon. More so than the physical side, the mental aspect of being committed to something that challenges you. Throughout all the challenges this journey threw at me, I remember times when my faith, my commitment, it was all tested. Being raided by the police, or back and forth to jail, to my best friend being murdered. To earlier times catching the bus to the train for hours Just to use the studio for like 60 minutes Everything around me was screaming give up The vision you got for your life is delusional People like you don't even achieve on that level The thing that kept me going boiled down to one question Would you rather be at war with yourself and at peace with the world Or at peace with yourself and at war with the world What's up guys, it's Kareem with the Hustle and Motivate podcast. On today's episode, I wanted to talk to you about how to run a successful business. Um, Now, lately on uh, our new website, hustleandmotivate.com, we've been posting articles daily. Um, And what I'm considering is um, reviewing these articles or shall I say, um, going more in depth, adding um, a little bit more of a personal touch to it um, on the podcast. However, um, I want to keep this, uh, the audio form um, for more eBay dropshipping, multiple streams of income type of info. So uh, what I've done is set up a YouTube page and I'm going to start going live on YouTube and going to use that to start um, going over these articles with you guys. Uh, that we write and uh, j- just to, you know, create some more content and uh, give some more context to, you know, what exactly we're trying to do here with this whole uh, hustle and motivate um, thing that we're doing here. Um, you know, as a lot of you know, um, I got the name uh, Hustle and Motivate from uh, one of my favorite songs on uh, Nipsey Hussle's uh, album Victory Lap. Um, and you know, I mean, it just embodies, uh, everything I've been trying to do for the past 20 years, just hustle and then motivate, you know, now that I got the, the platform, um, you know, I've, you know, achieved a level of success. Um, you know, I want to just turn around and give back as much as I can as I'm still trying to climb the ladder, um, you know, as best as I can. Um, so, you know, just hopefully you guys are appreciative of that. Um, all right. So just to get into it, um, the article that was written today on hustlingmotivate.com, be sure to go check that out, um, is how to run a business successfully. Um, and number one is to establish a plan. I mean, it should be very obvious Um, don't just go run into things. I know a lot of us have these great ideas and we just can't wait to get started and you just run out the door, you know, metaphorically, and you just get started without actually knowing, 
um, your plan A to Z. Now, you don't necessarily always need to know exactly um, how you're going to get to Z, but you should have a plan, you know, so um, if that makes sense. So, for example, if you're going to start a business, um, let's just say you're setting goals for yourself. Okay, um, after... By month three, I want to have had at least 1,000 customers. By year five, we we expect to be, you know, valued at over a million dollars. Um, that sort of, um, you know, th- those sort of goals will, will help you to establish your plan today. And that way, you know what path you're taking um, to get there because... In life, a lot of times you get thrown, um, you get thrown curveballs, you know, and it's really difficult to stay on the path if you don't have a map. And that's exactly what your plan is, is the map. You just want to pivot, but keep heading in the same direction, you know. Now, if you pivot and you now, let's say you're going north on this plan and you get a curveball thrown at you and you pivot and now you're headed east because you don't have a plan, you're not heading to where you set your goals. So you're just going and going and going and you're not actually headed in the direction that you wanna go. So definitely establish a plan and the most important thing is to write things down. I have two dry erase boards. Um, I actually wanna get a huge one that takes up maybe like a quarter of the wall um, that way I can just keep everything on one big dry erase boards and just use the other two for, uh, you know, daily tasks, like to do tasks for the day. Um, but, and, uh, beyond just the dry erase boards, um, you know, grab a pen, grab a piece of paper just to start and say, okay, where do I want this business to be in three months? Where do I want this business to be in six months? And then from there you work backwards. Okay, what do I have to do to get this business to this point in three months? Okay, well I have to make this amount of sales or I have to um, provide this uh, many uh, services to reach this goal. Um, Okay, and now what do I have to do to get that? Okay, now I have to convert at least this many people who come to my website, you know, basically just work, work your way backwards from your goal. And I guarantee that'll help you on the way. Because as I said, when those curveballs come, you want to be able to just dodge and dip and keep on going straight um, towards your goal. Now, number two would be to learn from others. Um, Whether that's getting a mentor um, or interning, don't you know, look down on putting into work, putting in some work for free. You know, I once heard Charlemagne the God say, um, people don't recognize an opportunity unless there's a dollar sign attached to it. And that was true for me for a lot of years until, um, until I really started to understand that in order for me to become the producer in television that I wanted to become, there it required me to learn a lot of different skills. 
So I would just go on any set that I could, do anything. So I've literally worked in every single, well, let me just say almost every single position on set directly because as a producer, I wanna know what that job entails so that when I'm now turning around to produce a project, I know, okay, it's gonna take this long for the camera crew to set up. So let me, you know, do that. It's gonna take this long for them, uh, for my entire team to move locations. So, I mean, I literally worked in the art department. I worked as a grip, I worked as a DP. I've worked in, um, in wardrobe, not necessarily um, as like a wardrobe assistant or like head of wardrobe or anything like that, but in my role as an associate producer at NBC, um, one of the things that we would have to do is dress the guests. So, I mean, it might seem like it's not something that um, is that big of a deal, but it tr trust me, it really is, um, especially when you have to convince people that what they're accustomed to wearing on at home isn't necessarily television friendly. So there's all these little tips that you'll pick up along the way, um, and it's really, really important that you keep learning, keep learning. Don't be afraid that, you know, just because, you know, you made a few you know, $100,000 this year doesn't mean that you don't have more to learn. Like, there's always, always more to learn, especially with technology. Everything is changing so fast. If you decide today, well, you know, I know it all, within the next five years, when blockchain takes over, you're not gonna know your ass from your elbow, you know? So you definitely need to stay in tune with what's going on in the world. Um, so again, just take jobs that will help you, um, add to your skill set. And, um, of course not everything needs to be free. So, uh, for example, the, you know, of course all my examples are going to be film related because that's where 90% of my work experience comes from. Um, so for example, uh, like I said, um, I worked as a DP before on small shoots. Working as a DP, again, helped me become a better producer. So if, for example, you are working in construction, you know, you might want to uh, go work for a carpenter. You know, you might want to brush up on your electric on your um, electrician skill set. You might wanna brush up on your plumbing skill set. These things could eventually help you now turn around and be able to do home inspections and even further help you if now you wanna get into real estate later on in life. So just think about it as everything you're doing in life should be helping you build the portfolio of you. Because at the end of the day, you are your business. You know, like Jay says, or Jay said, you know, um, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. You know, you are a business. So just make sure you're, you're constantly staying up with the times and um, adding to your skill set. So next thing, we, you want to take smart risks. Now, throughout life, I've taken a lot of risks. 
some weren't smart. Um, but you know, uh, um, I'm fortunate that I did take some good risks as well and they paid off. Now, uh, the reason I say uh, you, you want to take smart risks is because you don't want to be too overly cautious. You know, you don't want to um, just stay in the planning phase and plan and plan and plan and then never get started because that's that's another thing that I see people do. You like to sit around and plan and plan and plan and because you're planning, you think that you're actually putting in work. At some point, you actually need to start. So, um, when it comes to risk taking, uh, you know, try try new things. You know, don't be afraid to um, go and attempt to again from number two, learn something new, even if it'll cost you right now, cost you financially. So, you know, whether that's taking new classes or working for someone else for free, which is a risk, especially right now dealing with what we're, we're dealing with, you know, t- take the risk. You know, it's really, really not that big of a deal if you're going to learn from it. All right. So that one was kind of short. Um, so um, the next one would be identify your market. Now, your customers are very, very important to you. So you wanna learn who your customers are, who your target audience is. So for example, for this podcast, I know my target audience would be entrepreneurs because that is the type of information that I wanna provide because I went from a nine to five and became an entrepreneur. You know, I know my target market would be someone who, um, would have read or who would be interested in reading something like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or As a Man Thinketh, um, you know, things that are actually teaching you how to get from step A to step Z um, and, you know, just continuing to, to prog- you know, make progress in life. So um, when you identify your your target market, you'll know who your customer base is and you can provide even better service. Because especially if you can put yourself in the shoes of your customer, then you'll know what to expect. So that's a lot of what I um, uh, stress with my team. Um, I'm always trying to put myself in the shoes of the customer. So an example would be um, just last night, we had a customer who for six days was messaging us and one of my uh, team, yeah, one of my team members put that, one of my team members, they um, put this person's message as waiting for their reply and actually never checked that folder to see if the customer actually um, replied. Now, what had initially happened was the customer placed an order in our store and they wanted to cancel. So um, my team member, aka employee, but let's just call him team member. My team member asked the customer, um, hey, 
why do you want to cancel? Is there anything that we can do to help you, um, you know, maintain your business with us? Um, and the person just basically said, you know, actually, I ordered the wrong size. It was a mattress and they ordered the wrong size. Cool. So, I mean, that should have been easily handled within the first 24 hours. Okay, cool. We'll cancel your order, refund your money. Six days later, I'm now being attached to this message because this customer is upset because now they have this item and um, they want to return. So had we been able to um, address their concerns earlier on, we wouldn't have been in this situation. Now, my manager wanted to tell the customer hey, you know, we're having some issues getting a return label. Because as you guys know from previous episodes, I was saying that sometimes um, your supplier won't provide you a return label and you have to go ahead and purchase an eBay label. Now, we were in a risky, well, not a risky, but let's say a tricky situation last night because not only was our supplier not supplying the label, but eBay wouldn't supply a label either. So in order to not get a strike in our account, um, I told um, my teammate to look. I said, here's what you're going to do. Go on FedEx, go on UPS, and price what it would cost to create a shipping label or to prepay for a shipping label from them so that we can send this label to the customer and then they'll send it back to us. Now, while this was happening, my manager was saying, okay, hey, how about I tell the customer we're having an issue with our supplier in getting the label? And I said, absolutely not. Do not do that because we've already not answered this person in six days and they're already upset. Do not message this person at all. What you need to do is just focus on trying to get that label. Let me know what the price is and then I will tell you what to do afterwards. Now this item, I believe it was only 90 bucks for this mattress. It was a toddler's mattress, FYI. and the the price of the toddler's mattress that the customer paid was only $90. But now the price to return from them, from the customer to me, was going to be $200. And that's what USPS was going to charge us. Or I believe it was FedEx. So it was like, okay, do I pay $200 just to have this person send me this back? Then I'll return it to our supplier, get 90 bucks back, right? And, um, well, I wouldn't, actually, I wouldn't have gotten 90 bucks back because 90 bucks is what we were charging the customer after we put our profit margin on there. So it's probably like 75 bucks from the supplier. So if we would have paid $200 to get this item back and then I would have took it back to our supplier for $75, that would have been a $125 loss. Now, would I rather take a $125 loss 
or just take the $90 loss and just tell the customer, hey, you know what, just keep the item and I'll eat the 90 bucks. So of course, that's what we did and we solved that problem within two hours and I was able to let the, the customer know, you know, right then and there, hey, you know what, here's your money, don't worry, I apologize that, you know, we weren't able to respond to your messages in a timely manner, but you know, hopefully, um, you'll be happy with just being able to keep the item and getting a full refund. Um, and that was the best option for the customer in my eyes and provided the best customer service. So sometimes you have to take a loss to make your customer happy. Um, but then, you know, you know, I don't want to tell you guys not to always make the customer happy, but you know, sometimes customers will try to take advantage of the situation. So you definitely have to weigh it. But I would say 97% of the time, I'll always go with taking the loss to just make the customer happy. I mean, we're making, we're making profit on a lot of this stuff anyway. So a $90 loss isn't isn't that big of a deal for us right now. So whatever. I mean, it's usually only like once every two or three weeks that I would have to do something like that. And then of course, you know, I chew my team out, but you know, we'll get to that later on. Anyway, the moral of the story is after you identify your mar your, your market, um, really learn about your customer and provide the best service possible. Next, you wanna track your progress. Tracking progress is vital. When you go on hustleandmotivate.com, on the right side where I provide the, the free spreadsheet, it says there that it is one of the most important parts of drop shipping. Not only drop shipping though, it is one of the most important parts of running any business. I don't understand how any business can um, avert crisis without knowing what their numbers are, especially right now when you see things like the Fed printing money, um, you know, at a million dollars a second, literally a million dollars per second is being printed by the Fed, um, you know, for the stimulus, which is in, which, excuse me, which is going to have the effect of inflation, which would then mean all of the prices in your local supermarket, at your suppliers, all of the prices are going to start to go up soon. So if you're not keeping track, you may have something that's priced at, um, let's say in your store, you have something priced at a hundred bucks because your supplier is charging you 75. But when the price changes to now $85 or 90 or even a hundred, excuse me, you have no idea because you're not tracking the progress. You have to know how much money is coming in in order to make these business decisions. So like I told you guys last week, or it might've been the week before about, um, how we were going to be handling the returns and how we were just going to be staggering so that um, so that we can catch back up. Um, we've already caught back up, but eBay is still holding a lot of our money at 
At this current moment, eBay has on hold over $7,000 from us. Um, for us, um, it'll release slowly. Um, it releases seven days from uh, the time they hold it. So it'll just take time. But had I not been keeping track of our progress in terms of the profit that's coming in, how many sales we're making every day, you know, what's being returned, how, um, how much money our suppliers um, owe us, there's no way I'd be able to make business decisions that would help this business grow to the point to where I can now say, okay, we are definitely on track to hit $1.2 million this year. And the reason I know that is because I'm tracking everything. We're doing, we're, we've already hit our target and we're hitting it consistently, which is $25,000 per week. So as long as we're over $25,000 in uh, revenue per week, we will more than likely surpass the $1.2 million. Um, so it, it's very important um, to track your progress. Um, if you're not uh, adept at Excel or Google Docs with the spreadsheets, I would say take an online course. I'm sure you can find an online course where someone can teach you the basics of Excel for 20 bucks. YouTube, YouTube is free. You know, I'm 100% certain there is um, a Google Docs that is literally taught by somebody from Google who's gonna show you exactly how to use Excel. Same thing. Excuse me, um, Google doesn't use Excel. Google uses their Google Docs um, and they use Sheets. So you'll be able to find somebody on YouTube who's gonna teach you how to use Google Sheets. But on the other side, I'm sure you'll also be able to find someone from Microsoft who's gonna be up there trying to teach you how to use Excel. So that's um, one of the other things that I was saying previously that you have to keep learning. So if you don't know how to uh, use a spreadsheet and you're considering starting a business, it's, it's very, very important. It's vital, it's vital, it's vital that you guys learn that. I mean, and it's so basic. Um, even if you're not dealing with the formulas in the beginning, just listing out the items. Even if you're just gonna do it with pen and paper, just list out your items or your services or whatever your expenses are for your business. Okay, these are my expenses. Tally them up. This is the profit that we made. Tally it up. And then you minus your expenses from your, excuse me, not your profit, I apologize. These is This is the revenue. So you'll have your expenses and then you'll have your revenue. So then once you tally those two up, you minus your expenses from your revenue and you'll be left with your profit. And if your profit is negative, you wanna know that. You wanna know if you're losing money because it's not necessarily a bad thing, you know, um, especially when the business is just beginning, you know? Um, so one of the things I talk about in Dropshipping 101, um, one of the things I talk about in Dropshipping 101 is that you should sell items from around your house. And even if you're gonna be taking 
um, you know, one or two dollar loss on each item, it doesn't really matter, you know, especially in the beginning, because what you're just trying to do is establish your business with eBay. So taking losses in the beginning isn't bad as long as you're learning from them. Learn from your losses and keep track of them so that you know, okay, now if I make this adjustment to these expenses, okay, I don't really need this expense here. I'll cut that out. I'll cut this expense out and maybe I can add another um, stream of revenue here. And then once you tally those up again, now you'll be looking at profit. So it's, it's all about constantly making the adjustments on your business, but you can't do that if you're, if you're not keeping track. Cool. Next thing, take care of your employees. Now, I am definitely a strict boss. Um, definitely a strict boss. I don't play games when it comes to this business because at the end of the day, we're all depending on this for our income. So I'm very quick to say, listen, if you don't want to do your job, you know, um, to the best of your ability, then just go somewhere else. We can get someone, you know, but for the most part, um, my team is always on point. You know, I'm very, um, on top of the business. Um, and I work very closely with my employees. They know at any time they can call me, um, at any time they can say, Hey Kareem, um, I have a question. What do I do about this? I'm constantly, um, looking for other ways to utilize my team. So for example, um, the same person who does the, uh, the inventory for our business in our spreadsheets does the memes for our Facebook and our Instagram. You know, he's the same person who created the logo. Um, you know, the, the same person that does, um, that does our articles also does, uh, does a lot of the posting and the distribution of the articles onto these different platforms. So I'm always looking to utilize my employees in different ways with their skill sets that's gonna help the business grow, but not only put more money in their pocket. So a lot of times um, when I'm adding these new, um, when I'm adding these new tasks, I'm giving them raises because I know these new tasks while they may not be as fruitful in the beginning, I know in the long run, it'll, um, in the long run, it'll boost our revenue. So I want to make sure my team knows that I appreciate them. So I'll give them a raise, you know, even if it's not benefiting me right now. Um, you know, it's not benefiting me to, uh, benefiting, let's say it's not benefiting the bottom line yet. So these memes on the social media, on the Facebook and, you know, on, um, on Instagram, they're not benefiting the business in terms of the bottom line right now. They're not generating any revenue. However, I do know that in the long run it will. So I don't mind, you know, giving my, my, uh, my team a raise to do these things right now. Um, but then also, um, 
you know, I give every single person that works for me has paid days off. That well, let me say that works in the store, because um, the people who run the website, who do the articles and stuff, they don't have to work all day, so they don't really need to be paid um, days off. But the people in the store, because it's 24/7, you know, we're constantly getting orders every day. Things need to be done, and they all work uh, six days a week. I give them that seventh day off. And they get paid for that anyway. So to me, that's very important, and it helps. Um, it helps with their uh, with their motivation. You know, it makes them want to work for me more and want to um, want to impress me and really want to work hard. Um, and you know, that's what I look for when I when I am hiring people. Um, so I like to really take care of my team. Um, you know, this past. Uh, this past Christmas, um, I really only had two employees when that time came around. We have five now, um, but when uh, Christmas came around, I gave you know both my employees Christmas bonuses. You know, I mean, like it felt good to be able to do things like that. You know, I um, you know uh, my manager. You know, I'm stressing on her to get a dry erase board. I even offered to pay for it. You know, I'm I'm not opposed to paying for certain things if it's going to help the bottom line of the business because uh, without my team, there is no business. You know, um, I could run the whole thing by myself, but realistically, it's not going to work as as fluid as having my team. So I really need them to know that, you know, I, I really, really, I care about them and I care about their lives. And, you know, I care that, you know, they go to church on certain days. So those will be the days that I give them off. I care that, you know, uh, some of them have kids. So, you know, hey, if you're feeling tired, go ahead, go to sleep. I don't mind that. Like, you don't have to work 24 hours a day. But what I'm noticing is that my team doesn't want to stop working. And it's like, listen, you guys aren't being paid by the hour. You know, you're getting a day rate and it's a good day rate. Like once your task is done, you can just chill. But they just keep on going and going and going to the point where two days ago, my manager had messaged me because she'd made a mistake. Um, I chewed her out a little bit and then I apologized to her, but, um, she was like, you know, I'm sorry, boss, I'm tired. And, you know, I had to tell her, you know what, being tired is an excuse. If you're tired, go to sleep, you know, just come back tomorrow. And about two hours later, I went onto our spreadsheet and she's still working. I literally had to remove her access to make any more edits on the spreadsheet and say, listen, your access is revoked for the next seven, eight hours, go to sleep, you know? Because at the end of the day, when you're tired, you guys know. When you're tired, you're not 100%. You're not gonna be thinking properly. You're just gonna make more and more mistakes, you know? Even though it's like, okay, just one more, just one more, just one more, just one more turns into two, three hours, and you probably made some mistakes within those two, three hours. Whereas, if you just went to sleep, 
you probably could have knocked out everything you did within those two, three hours, probably within an hour. All right. So again, take care of your employees. Now, use social platforms is the next. Now, I'm not big on social media because I just grew up in a time and an era. Not only was it before social media, you know, I remember Napster when it first started. So that's long before social media was even a thing. Um, you know, I'm an 80s baby, born in 86, so I'm 34 this year. Um, I use social media sparingly because, you know, I'm from Brooklyn. You know, a lot of people get lined up. And what that means is you'll get robbed or you get, um, you become a target when you're um, showing off too much on social media. And that's one part of me that's very difficult to separate from. You know, I just can't bring myself to take pictures of my apartment, to take pictures of my car, to take pictures of, you know, bank accounts and things like that, um, you know, on a consistent basis. Um, it's it's just not not something that I really feel comfortable with doing. However, f- when it when it came to becoming an entrepreneur and starting businesses, that's when I started to feel more comfortable posting on social media because now I feel like I have a reason to post. You know, I'm posting for my business. And then um, aside from that, I can continue to just be more social and interacting with people um, outside of that because I know on the back end, it's more for, um, it's more so that all of my posts aren't business oriented. It's not just spam. Um, so that was my biggest hurdle. Um, now, excuse me, in terms of um, using social platform, right now, you know, everything is online. So what I'm trying to do is to streamline as much as possible from the blogs to this podcast to everything just to get it out there as much as possible, which is why um, uh, I was saying earlier, I'm going to be starting to live stream. That's going to be the latest thing that I start doing live streaming on YouTube. Excuse me, guys. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm burping a lot right now. Um, so yeah, so definitely um, utilize social media for your business. Um, and really, uh, it, you know what, it really does help you connect with your customers and it helps you see what people are thinking about your business. And try not to take it too personal. Um, You know, we definitely uh, get some negative uh, feedback on our eBay store, but it's a learning, um, it's a, it's a, a learning experience. And what you need to do is to take from that. Don't get mad at your customer. You know, if, if they, if it's just an outright lie, then okay, fine. I'll understand that. But if they have a valid reason for their complaint, then you should address that um, and just make sure that future customers don't have to deal with that, you know? Um, So that's where uh, I feel like social media, social platforms come into play, where you're just staying in touch with your customers. Um, Gary V um, definitely uh, gave a great tip where he says, um, 
for platforms such as Twitter um, if you have a construction business or an interior design business you know search interior design search uh, construction any of those keywords that have to do with your business and see what people are saying and join their conversation from your point of view from your expert opinion and that way you'll start to build trust within the community that you're building cool uh, next is competition and identifying your competition. Um, the reason you want to identify your competition is because you want to know who you're up against. Now, I wouldn't suggest focusing or making a lot of moves based on what your competition is doing because I'm pretty sure I've said multiple times I don't play the price game when it comes to... Um, when it comes to drop shipping, because to me it doesn't matter. Um, from my experience, future sales equal, excuse me, um, previous sales equals future sales. So um, the more sales you have on an item is enough social proof that um, other people will come and buy as well, regardless if you're priced higher. Um, now, with other business models, the reason you may want to keep um, keep track of your competition is because they may be developing faster than you, and if you get outdeveloped and outadapted, you could lose uh, a lot of your customer base to your competition. So, for example, if you have, uh, let's just say, a mom and pop's barbershop, however, down the block. A large franchise comes along and they accept debit cards but you only accept cash someone like me you know although I love your barbershop if when I go down the block let's just say one day your barbershop is closed when I go down the block and I realize oh they got it oh, they accept debit cards it's not that I won't come back to your barbershop it's just that it's more convenient. You know, I don't have to go to the ATM before I come to the barbershop. I can just be like, you know, if I want a, a haircut, let's just say I'm running around for the day and I want a haircut, I just want to pull up and do what I have to do. You know, I don't want to say, okay, I got to make another stop before I come to your place. You know, so just keep an eye on, on the competition in terms of development um, and see how that works out for you guys. Um, and... Last but not least is embody consistency. Uh, one of the most important things, you know, these are all the most important things, is um, just being consistent. Day after day, I would highly suggest you wake up and work on your business. You know, you know, do a little exercise. You know, you know, I should be taking a little bit of my own advice. Um, you know, I try to meditate as much as possible. Um, I don't get as much exercise in right now because, you know, outside isn't open right now. Um, but, you know, I still try to do my little push-ups, you know, my sit-ups, those type of things, pull-ups. Um, but um, working out really showed me how consistency paid off because you know you'll see it in your definition in your body but 
if you treat your business the way that you treat your body in terms of being consistent with your diet and exercising, your you'll start to define your business and it'll become a lean machine that nobody can mess with, I promise you. So um, one of the quotes that uh, Peter Drucker says is, efficiency is doing things right, Effect- effectiveness is doing the right things. So by being consistent, you can become efficient. And once you become efficient, you could become effective because then you start doing the right things. So, um, yeah, guys, I mean, I think that's it. Hopefully, um, I didn't bore you guys too long. How long have we been going here? I'm not even sure anymore. Uh, let's see. We've been going for 40 minutes, 43 minutes. All right. Um, anyway, uh, that'll wrap it up for this episode. Um, you guys can hit up hustleandmotivate.com to check out the article. Um, it is titled How to Run a Business Successfully. We have some other articles. They go up five days a week, Monday through Friday. Um, visit us on Instagram, The Hustle and Motivate Podcast. Uh, you can also visit us on Instagram, which is, um, excuse me, I just said Instagram. You can visit us on Facebook which would be Hustle and Motivate Podcast. Um, and then as soon as I get the YouTube situated, um, I'll let you guys know, because from my experience, you can't uh, you can't designate a name, a specific name for your page until you, um, until you reach a certain amount of followers so or subscribers. So what I'm thinking I'm gonna do is just um, direct uh, a part of hustlingmotivate.com to the page so that way it'll be something like hustlingmotivate.com slash live and that way it'll just take you directly to the YouTube page and you can see all the live episodes and with that one I'll try to do it consistently I'll try to do it every morning when I wake up I'll just go over the the article if it's up yet, or I'll just do the one from the previous day. Um, I'll just, you know, we'll, we'll figure out what works best um, that way. Um, yeah, but of course, guys, if you have any questions, any concerns, feel free to hit me up. Um, you know, I, I love to help you guys out as much as possible. Um, you know, I do offer consultations um, for anything that's more in depth. But, you know, for podcast questions or whatever the case is, it's whatever, man. Just hit me up. I'll answer, you know. Um, it, it doesn't hurt to, to help out the community. Um, so good luck on your journey, guys. Hopefully my hustle is motivating you. And as our new slogan for hustleandmotivate.com is, oh, oh maximum, uh, hold on, sorry. Uh, anchor's telling me I'm, I'm almost at the max. Sorry. Anyway, so our slogan for hustlingmotivate.com is now is the time for us. And, you know, let me help you work your way through the maze to become financial free. Financially free, that is. <laughs> um, anyway, guys, peace out. Hope you have a great day. And I'll see you when outside opens up. Peace. Peace.